11 years. Wow. Some of you, it's your first day. You know, um, we are celebrating today 11 years because um, if God hadn't been faithful to this point, we wouldn't all be here right now. Even you guys have been here the first day. So thank you for being here, and it's exciting. So my question, um, you know, Doug sent out an email about three weeks ago with this brilliant idea of having uh, all of us uh, share. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things that um, I was excited to get going on. You know, what's interesting is God actually answered the, uh, the prayer. You know, Doug had made some things in there. Just, hey, pray about God, what he'd have you talk about. And God was very gracious to me. He answered that uh, question, actually, within just a few moments. And, uh, but I, I didn't really believe it at the moment. I, I kept thinking and praying about it, you know, and then as time went on. So maturity. What does that look like and what do I mean by that? A lot of you know me, so you're probably wondering the same question. Um, but no, in all sincerity, 11 years ago when we uh, started here, um, there's still a, a good handful of people in here that um, were here when we started the church. And uh, this is not something that I would have been doing. So God has really used cross-train and the things that cross-train believes in. I was looking, um, you know, at the five pillars. And um, it's in our mission statement. It's in, our, in that page on our homepage that God talks about or our pillars, God's word, prayer, discipleship, um, service. Thank you. And then missions. And... Um, I was just thinking about those those three and those things, how they really impacted me. And when I talk, when I the word that came was maturity. But to be honest with you, what really kind of filtered down through that was humility, um, our hearts. I want to talk about that in just a second, and transparency maybe. And when I'm thinking about those things, and that that opening, the verse that I picked for this, it's, and I'll read this right now. It's uh, Colossians two six. It says, therefore. As you have received Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, having been firmly rooted and now being built up in him. I heard, I heard a preacher say this years ago, and it was a good word picture for me, that when he talks about so walk in him, he's not talking about that primitive mode of transportation of walking. He's talking about how we live out our lives. And my mind immediately went to uh, Galatians 5, you know, 16 through 24, and, you know, the part about, we all, we're all real familiar, well, with both sections, but for different reasons. I'm just going to find that scripture for a second. You know, it says, that, now the deeds of the flesh are evident, which is immorality, impurity, sensuality. We all know those ones. And I'm going to actually do a little thing this week, challenge us all, because I didn't even do this preparing, but as I was preparing the last couple of days, just having that time, I said, I think I'm going to do this, that those ones are easy enough to kind of uh, pray through and say, okay, where's my heart challenged in that? When, and understand, guys, when I'm talking about our hearts, I'm talking about it is, it's really easy in our Christian life to think we're for God on certain things, but we're completely deceived. You know, we all know that Jeremiah 17, 9 talks about our hearts are sick and, you know, deceptive. I have that written down, so... I, I'm great at themes. I'm not great at Bible memory. See, you don't have to be, well, anyhow. <laughs> so the heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately sick. Uh, you know, who can understand it? 
when we're, when we're looking, and the thing that I was going to say the challenges to do this week as far as uh, Galatians go is let's go through the fruit of the Spirit, which, you know, is love expressed in joy, peace, kindness, gentleness, etc., and put the word not in front of that. In what ways, when, as we're living our lives in that day-to-day walk, living in the Spirit, we should have a, a heart for God and be, and be mindful of ourselves of how we are operating in the daily world. We're only here a few hours a week. There's 165 or four hours or whatever it is the rest of the week when we're not here that we're either interacting with the people we say we love the most, our family, or we're out in the, in the public and dealing with people. Can people tell that you belong to Christ? Or do you look just like the world? Now, again, I, I say this, I'll say this humbly, by me talking about maturity, I already told you I don't have that figured out, and by me just saying what I just said, I don't have it figured out. How much time do I have? Just kidding. All right, so I have this story. I just want to, I'm going to wrap this up because I, I really just wanted to appeal to your hearts, guys, that as you look at the Galatians, and I know I started on Colossians, but as we live out our lives and our daily walks, our lives should look different than the rest of the world. Uh, I told this story to my core group and uh, asked the other night if they thought it would be a decent idea that I share it here with you guys. It's a little embarrassing, but God used it in a very, very good way. So at work, without going into all the details, I had a gentleman who accused me of doing something wrong and, you know, maybe as they say in Britain, a little cheeky. And it wasn't true. He was, he was annoyed, but I was playing by the rules, and anyhow, the bottom line is he kept chirping. It was probably 45 minutes or an hour, chirping, chirping. John Morris is that. John Morris is that. John Morris is this. And even though, and I got to a point, and I'm going to say it the way that I said it to him. I was getting ready to go outside to help another customer, and I stopped, and I went, Jason, shut your mouth. That is not true. Stop it. Just stop it. And I walked outside. Within 10 seconds or so, maybe less, oh, you're going to have to apologize for that. Dang it. But I really, it wasn't a dang it, really. Even in the midst of that, and again, checking my heart, I didn't hate Jason. I didn't want anything ill will to happen to Jason. I was frustrated, and I let him know it. So now, as I'm processing in my mind that Jason, I need to, and remember, if you guys, I'm going to tie this back in. The reason I'm talking about this on Anniversary Sunday is being in the Word of God, being in prayer, being in discipleship, being able to talk to people, because that's how God, God could have used any way he wanted to grow us in the faith. He used to use screwed up people like you and me that are struggling with sin to grow us. And it's okay. I'm telling you guys, it's okay to make mistakes. God is faithful. So, I walk outside, I know I have to apologize, but you know, if you're, if you're married, you know, you got to pick the right timing. You, you, you can't do it immediately, it might come across insincere, and she might not be ready to hear it. So, that's that. And also, even in relationships, there's just a, a timing issue. So, I'm, I'm praying, looking for that little window, and, and wasn't sure when it was going to come, and then Jason went to walk by me, it was like 20 minutes later, and I stopped him and I held his arm. He tensed up. And he's from Chicago. I guess he, he says Chicago people are loud mouths and stuff. And I guess they are in his case. Um, but anyhow, he tensed up. And I said, Jason, I'm sorry. And he goes, oh, me too, John. And God completely honored that. 
and it's opened up conversations. We have a different relationship now. It's just bizarre how stuff works like that. I don't, you know, I don't understand that necessarily, but God is, is good, and just keep doing things. You know, when you pray, just getting back to our hearts, be, be humble. Just listen for God to, to speak to you in ways that would soften your heart to be able to hear him and not just be about our agenda. I was going to go a totally different place. God turned, changed this whole thing this morning. really messed me up, to be honest with you. But uh, I'm going to bring up Brian here in just a few moments, or now. Yes. Um, let's pray real quick. Father God, I thank you for 11 years of faithfulness in this place, that we can come, worship you. It's so hard, Lord, in our daily walks not to... It's so hard in our daily walks to forget that it's not about us. Gosh, Lord, I know I am. I think we are. We're so good that we think it's about us. God, give us hearts that are broken and contrite that would be, again, humble to hear your spirit, to not worry about, quote-unquote, getting what's mine. Help us put aside our pretentiousness, Lord, the trying to pretend to be something that we're not. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Brian Johnson. That was dead on 10 minutes. I was watching. I was hoping you're going to go a little longer so I only had eight, but... Good morning, church family. <laughs> I'm just going to pray. Father God, I, I pray right now for the words coming out of my mouth that they would be glorifying to you and edifying and encouraging and, and sweet to the ears of the listeners right now, Lord. This, I thank you for this right now. Amen. All right. So to think that I would be up here in a sport coat 11 years ago, if you all knew me 11 years ago, and I say this with humility as an elder for that, that surprises me, that in and of itself. But um, what surprised me even more is when when John Morris came up to me about about a week after Doug sent the email, and I didn't see the email, and he asked me if I had a word, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I started laughing. He's like, no, really? And I started digging through my emails. Sure enough, there it was. I didn't tell Doug this until just now because... <laughs> so, so everyone had about three weeks. I had about a week and a half to prepare. <laughs> but um, it's amazing how God uses our time in the Word to direct us as we... as as I'm thinking of a word to teach on today, to speak on, and one was put, a passage was put in my heart. And you guys can open up to it now. I'll get to it in just a minute as I explain the story. But Ephesians, or sorry, Philippians 3 really was pricking at my heart for some reason. And initially I thought it was about um, not looking back. That's what I, perseverance was in my mind and not looking back. And I had a, a couple messages prepared, and then this week that all changed. And as I hear everyone coming up today talking, I recognize that it was 
I actually put it at the top of my notes right here. I changed it. Unity and togetherness um, was not my message prep. It was completely something different. I'm still using the same passage. But for the, the notes that you have for the daily readings, the two about perseverance or not looking back, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about today. So, <laughs> um, so if you read with me, starting in verse 12. Not that I have obt- already attained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus had made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let those of us who are mature think this way, and if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. Only let us hold true to what we have attained. Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. For many of whom I have often told you, and now tell you even with tears, walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction, their God is their belly, and they glory in the shame with, the mind, with minds set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Therefore, my brothers, whom I love and long for, my joy and my crown, stand firm thus in the Lord, my beloved. So it's really hard with only having 10 minutes. Um, is you want this is a huge passage and I, everything I want to do is just pick it apart and, and work through it, but I don't get to do that. Um, but we see Paul uses the analogy of a sprinter to describe our Christian walk and our growth. Um, and if you look at me, I'm not a runner. I don't know anything about running. So just... <clears throat> so the believer... His, uh, what, we're, what we're looking at is the believer has not reached the goal of Christ-likeness yet, but like a runner in a race, uh, we must press on towards that, that final prize and that, go- that end. And the goal of every believer is, as stated in Romans eight twenty nine, conform to the image of Jesus, 2 Thessalonians two thirteen fourteen through sanctification the Spirit, and obtain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. And 1 John 3, 2, when he appears, we will be like him. So, our goal is Christ-likeness here on earth, and our prize is Christ-likeness here in heaven. But now there's this interesting little thing called sanctification. And... Um, and that takes me to my, my kind of talking point right here. Um, I'm, not getting, I'm not trying to get out too far off the tracks with this, but uh, the question, and it's in your, in your handout, are you running the race with or against your brothers and sisters in Christ? Now, how, now how did I go from talking about Christ-likeness and, and running a race to am I running the race with my brothers and sisters with or against 
That has been a big struggle I've had in 11 years here at church, at Cross Train, um, especially being in leadership for, I guess, 10 of those years. There has been divisiveness. There's been struggles. There's been awesome, great things that have happened. And lives changed, lives redeemed. But then there's also been the people walk away. And I think that's kind of where I went with initially when I pulled up Philippians 3 was not looking back at that type of stuff. But yet that's the stuff that's grown us. And, excuse me, um, looking back on that now, We've had, like I said, we've had that divisiveness. We've had that. Um, we've had the glory stories that we've that we've shared. But the big picture is how are we running this race? Are we running it with? Am I running it with you all here, and with the person sitting across the room from you? Are you running with them or against them? It's easy to run against. I I know I can be um, a very divisive person myself sometimes in my opinions and. Um, what I want to get across, or whatever the case may be. But um, together, see, I'm getting far off the tracks. I got to catch up with my notes. So how how do we run? Let me ask this: How do we run the race together? Can I get some someone to throw up a hand out there? How how do we run the race together? Go, Scott. Focus on Jesus. Can I get any others? Mo? <laughs> Not sprinting, but walking with purpose. I like the speed walking. That's more my that's more my cup of tea right there. So <clears throat> those are those are two great examples. And um, I think of other things just in, in the in the service that we have with one another, um, come alongside, picking each other up, working with t- with each other. Whether we agree with some of the um, opinions of those people or whether or whether we don't agree how are some of the ways that we run the race against each other this might be actually easier to some for some people it might be easier to throw out but does anyone have an idea what's that gossiping that's a that's a big one right there any others isolation can i get an amen to that I can say I can be very isolated and it's just easier. I could just be my word, be left alone and do my own thing. And we need each other. If anything I've recognized in, and I hope everyone here that's been here as long has recognized is we have to be together in this, um, together in the gospel. Um, so it took me to Romans 12, three through eight. We have different strengths but we must use them together. And starting in verse 3, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. For as in one body we have many members, and the members do not have the same function. So we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them, if prophecy, in proportion to our faith, if service, in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. 
So as I looked and tried to think about all the, all the different examples I, I could, I, I think of Brian Tootin and prayer. I mean, that's his thing. Can we all say an amen to that? <clears throat> Scott McAllister and his evangelizing. That's um, Doug and Jeff with their teaching. Sean Price with his music. And I just listed a few. I'm not, I could sit here listing everyone's gifts and talents. And, um, but I think the, the, the biggest thing I, I, I want to take away from that is God has wired us all so differently and given us individuality. And like I said before, uh, recapping that togetherness or divisiveness, he's given us these to work together to glorify him and move along his ministry here on earth. And so as I see my time is wrapping up, this is hard to get this much information in one. <clears throat> God has chosen us to run this race together. So how are we doing this? Just because some of us don't exactly worship or run the same way as you, as the other person, does not make them less of a believer than you or more holy than I am, or vice versa. Just because, and we have to, we have to fight this sometimes because I feel I'm gifted in one way, someone's gifted in another way, and they're doing it exponentially, and I'm struggling. That doesn't make them holier or better than I. God's gifted them. And we need to hold on to that and keep that and know that God, and just focusing on how God has gifted each one of us and, and know that that other person's not better just because they're different, okay? So I think the last thing is to, is to just to communicate and, and, to, and to seek to understand those who maybe we have struggles with who because, um, again, I go back to the divisiveness. And I hate going back to that, but it happens because we're sinful creatures. So we need to think hard about listening and then talk about it and then listen more and then seek to understand and then trust that God has put us on the right path. Um, unless it's a um, biblical thing, we need to uh, just trust that God is doing that with us. And as I close right now, I just need to remember that we need each other. First and foremost, we need God, but we need each other. We need to be together in this. So now, let's run that race together. So pray before Jeff comes up. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to come and just take a few minutes and, and, the, and reflect on what you've put on my heart, Lord. I pray that um, we would walk away from here now, today, um, closer, not just because of what I spoke, because it's really your words, but just that you would prick each and every one of our hearts to recognize that each one of us has been made and equipped differently um, and strong in some ways and weaker in others, but you are using each one of us as your hands and feet, Lord, to spread your gospel to this lost and dying world. And I thank you and I, I praise you that we get to be in this church cross-train um, and do this together. In your name I pray, amen. Thank you, Brian. 11 years. I was one of the 80 people that sat with Pastor Doug at Circle of Peace and looked around and thought, this is really going to be interesting because we were in about a room the size of these tables, two of them together. So it was really intimate for 80 people. We thought the church was packed, right? So my, my privilege is to talk to you today about baptism. And so you know, if you want to get there, we're going to go to Acts 2. 
We're going to go to Acts 2. And actually, we are going to go to a section.